Hey Juan, you know, I hear this complaint all the time that I'm importing and I really don't have all my trade data. I really don't know what's going on. I don't have a lot of good visibility. What do you typically recommend? Well, the first thing that I recommend that they do is get an ACE account. That is step number one. ACE is a portal that Customs offers to importers where they basically can get access to view their trade information. All the invoice information that they send to their brokers to bring product into the United States, that's all captured in the ACE portal. So it's very easy for companies to go in, request an account, get their username and password, and once they have that, they have access to ACE. So then they have visibility of all that trade data all that they're looking for. All trade data is available to them, yes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Master's Method podcast from Zisser, Custom Law Group. I'm Steve Zisser, a customs attorney, and I specialize exclusively in the area of import and export law and supply chain security. In the Master's Method podcast, we're going to share valuable trade compliance, supply chain security information, and recommendations on the latest trade news in a unique format that is easy to understand, easy to use, and apply. What we're going to do better than anyone else is that we're going to simplify those complex topics and concepts. And joining me on our podcast today is a good friend, Juan Moreno. Hi, Juan. Hi, Steve. I'm Juan Moreno. I'm the Director of Trade Compliance here at Zizzer Group, uh, where I've been for the last 11 years. Originally started working for a maquiladora and a a brokerage company a few years back, and excited to be joining Steve today for this very important topic. Well, today's trade compliance topic is going to be about the top four ACE reports. And in this area, what we're going to do is talk about sort of the benefits of ACE. We're going to talk about those top four reports that you really do want to be able to use and master, and really why these reports are quite important. So the first thing is, what are the benefits of ACE? Now, Juan, this is something I know that we've kind of near and dear to our heart because we've been working with ACE now for quite some time. Um, what are some of the key benefits of having this, this tool? Well, Steve, to me, the main benefit is really the ability for you to be able to see your information. In the past, prior to ACE, getting access to view your information was a process. It involved basically filing a FOIA request to obtain what was called at the time, which is still called today, the ITRAC report, which basically was an extractable format, a spreadsheet, huge spreadsheet that contained a lot of data elements that you needed to go through and start to run reports to get really a good understanding of... So now with this report, with ACE, you're going to get all this information really 24-7 online. Um, and as I believe it's free. There's no cost to this no program. No cost to this, yes. It's completely free. Uh, user-friendly one is a pretty easy to use? Fairly easy to use. It's getting actually better and better as we continue working with it. Uh, fairly straightforward, uh, even though it's got a few, you know, a, a little bit of a variety of different windows and features. For the most part, what you guys are going to be doing it's really fairly static. You're going to be only, for the most part, operating primarily with these four reports that we're going to talk about today. Now, it is available to all importers and exporters. That's correct. Certainly can get access to this. So you would have access to all your trade data that you import or export. Both, import so, and export. So you'll have yes. access to all that information. doesn't matter who your customs brokers might be or who you're working with. Everything that's imported under your IOR you will be able to see all that information in really one view, which is kind of nice. The other thing I think I always like about this tool is it really does demonstrate to U.S. Customs kind of your commitment to trade compliance because by reviewing your data, you can really maintain and manage an oversight and really see good, good indications of 
are you compliant? That's a great point, Steve, because one of the common misconceptions that a lot of importers have is, ooh, I don't want to get an ACE account because now I'm going to be on the radar from, for, for U.S. Customs. And my comment to that is you want to be on that radar. Being on that radar is the good radar because you want to be seen by Customs as an importer that, that cares, that is vigilant, that, yeah, that is watching that. over their information. So it's very, very important, and forget about it being a bad mark for your operation. Yeah, and right? not only that, Customs actually expectation is if you don't have an ACE account, um, they're wondering how do you stay compliant exactly. because you can't see your information, you don't have good visibility and oversight. So uh, it is a hallmark. They actually do monitor uh, ACE application status. They do know who has one and who doesn't, and they actually can monitor usage. Yeah. So whether you're actually actively using that account or not using that account. So today what we're going to do is talk about those top four ACE accounts and really top four reports. And, and really, there's four of them. Um, one of them is super critical. The other three are a little bit more minor, but we do think they're important. We do want to point them out today. And one, like you said earlier, there's a lot of different reports. Uh, but for the most part, if you focus just on these four that we're going to talk about today, it's pretty much what you need. Definitely, Steve, especially thinking about import-export trade compliance, because there are some reports in A's that focus, for example, on accounting side situations where if you're dealing with those responsibilities within your organization, then maybe those reports for you make a lot of sense. That's but right. Yeah, they're, they're definitely, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, there are certainly reports that, that give you some different insight. Yes. But mm -hmm. really the idea, I think, is if you focus on these and master these, and we always say that, you know, it's kind of a use it or lose it with ACE, get used to using it. Yeah. And the more you use these systems, the more comfortable you get with the data, it becomes more natural, it becomes easier to work with. Get on I that habit. That's we, we work with ACE probably almost every day, every day. Yeah. for the hundreds of accounts that we have access to, and we monitor and we manage and we oversight and we run reports on a regular basis. Um, it becomes very natural because the data is there. You can see it. You can spot things very, very quickly. Um, and strategically, you can use some of this data in really valuable ways, which I think is a key thing. So that first report one, and this is the biggest report, is the ES. 003 entry summary line detail report. Um, that's the master, isn't it? That's the master. That's what I would compare to what we used to get, which is what I mentioned earlier, which is the main ITRAC report. The, the ES003 entry summary line tariff detail report is basically most of the information that you have on your CBP 7501, on your entry summary form. All of those critical trade compliance data elements, your classifications, your values, your special programs, your origins, your IOR numbers, your filers. And, and one, that's going to that. be on an entry-by-entry, line-by-line yes. line basis. Line. Yes. So you're really going to get, I actually say that rather than even looking at your physical 7501, it's actually better to look at the data through your ACE reports because it's it's all there. It's all there. The only thing that I, that I would loved for it to have would be the part number. But that's the only thing that we're missing there. But for the most part, everything is there. It's the entry, all the line items, all the line items within the entry, all with their appropriate information next to them. So it's a great auditing tool. Now, now obviously, when you pull that report down, um, you can pull it down into Excel. Yes. And we generally recommend you pull it into Excel. And then at that point, you could, of course, manipulate it, manipulate it any way queries. you want, mm -hmm. uh, run different queries and run different sorts. Uh, generally, you can run different reports, I know, on ACE. But your view sometimes is just pull the ES003 
and then do your manipulations to get what you want. Yes, even though there is some functionality within the ACE to do some of these queries, to customize the reports a little bit, we find that it's just a lot easier for you to just get that base static report that you get immediately when you run your period and export that to Excel or to a text file and then from there start running your own spreadsheets, your own queries. In my case, what I like to do is I export it to Excel first and then I bring in that spreadsheet into Access, Microsoft Access. In my case, I prefer Access for the queries that I do, for the reports that I run and so forth. But it's that to me is more user preference. If you guys are more comfortable with Excel, then that's what you want to use. But yes, definitely export it out. Yeah, no, and again, you can pull data down for really about a five-year period. Obviously, you might not need that, but obviously, that's what it would cover up to five years of data, but you can run the query for any time, time period that you want as you're pulling that data down. Remember, this is updated in real time, so essentially, you're going to be getting the latest and greatest. So if you just filed an entry yesterday, you're actually going to see that in your ACE report probably within, I think it's usually within about 24 hours, and you're going to have that available. So it's really, really fast. It's really quick. I would be running this report at a minimum one, you'd say at least every oh, 30 at least, days. Yes, at least once a month. Definitely take a look every once a month. And what I also like to do and what I recommend that you do when you're running these reports is you want to establish what I call thresholds. What you expect to see for a lot of these fields that you're going to be starting to audit and review with your ACE report. So, Juan, you talk about threshold. That, that's a great strategy. So what do you mean by, like, what's a th good example of a threshold, let's say, in classification? what you expect to see. What classifications do you expect to see on that report? Make sure that you're not seeing any anomalies, any classification that is not on your database. In fact, if anything, you should be comparing your classification spreadsheet against your entries and making sure that your classifications are all being mentioned there. Duty spade is another one. Your expectation as to how much duty is being paid on a monthly basis. If it's below that, okay, well, that's not too much of a concern. But if it's over that, then it's take okay. Take a look. Take a look. So definitely. by establishing those thresholds, that could key you into some of those red flags that you might want to do a further, further review, review and yes. an investigation and analysis. And I think that's a great strategy. <clears throat> All of you have common HTS codes, yes. common duty payments, common values, common origins, common brokers, common countries of export. Create those thresholds so that way you're reviewing the data. You're just looking for some of these, like Juan said, those anomalies, things that look a little strange, and then go in and do a little bit of a deeper dive. Because when you're talking about this much data, and for some of you, uh, it could be a lot of data, a tremendous amount of data, because you could be seeing every shipment you've ever made right in that one spot. Right. So great, great strategy. Now, one another report that I really like is that ES006 report, that entry summary dimensions by value report. That report seems to take some of this data and summarizes it in a few different ways. How does yes, it do that? I, I love that report as well, Steve. Yes, exactly what you just said. It's a basically, a, when you run that report, it's going to give you four very important summaries. The first summary that you're going to get is called the MID summary, which is basically a listing of all of your manufacturer identification codes. That is a code that you need to reflect to basically tell customs from where the product is coming from which is, as most of you know, it's basically built off of a company's name and address, okay? So you're going to list, get in that report the MID code, the manufacturer name, the number of entry summary lines, the number of entry summaries, and the duties being paid for those. So it's a great report for you to look at this from an MID perspective. And if you're in CTPAT, for some many of you who are in the CTPAT program, it's a great way to see who you're actually doing business with, where your volumes are, whether they're, again, like Juan mentioned earlier with those thresholds, 
do you recognize those MIDs? Exactly. And because yeah. that's going to be basically from your risk profile perspective. So one, what are some of the other ones? The real other, quick? the other summary that you're going to is going to summary by IOR, which is basically a lot of importers have multiple IORs. So if set you're up using under. multiple IORs, yeah. you could see those kinds of breakouts by OIOR. So it's one IOR, you'll see one, but maybe some of you might have multiple IORs. What's another one? A summary by filer code. This is the number of brokers that you're dealing with. You're going to see that information as well. And then the last one is really a summary by HTS, which is one of my favorite ones. Oh, that, that's got to be the best one. Beautiful, very valuable. Basically, it's a listing of all your codes summarized by value, where you're spending most of your time, basically, with uh, classifications in this case. Yeah, that's a great one from a classification perspective because a lot of you may have a lot of classifications. You may have four or 500 HTS codes that you use, but when you start to sort it by value, you realize that maybe you only use about maybe 20 codes or 30 codes for 90 or 95% of your value, help and you to sort that down. Many times there's a lot less than that. Even. And maybe yeah. even less than that. We've actually seen some companies that do, I, I think one company where we're going to a billion dollars worth of value, very, very small. Uh, obviously, some other reports of the courtesy notice of liquidation. Important that one. way you could kind of see the liquidation Monitor data. Everything is liquidating Are your on entries time? actually yeah. liquidating, closing out, finalizing? And finally, that last report is the ES-013 report, which is going to give you any open CF-28s, 29s, 4647s, any customs notices that are basically kind of pending. That's right. Uh, mm -hmm. This way, take a look at it every so often to make sure there's nothing out there that you really don't know about. So obviously, all this stuff is really important, really valuable. And if you focus on those four reports, I think you'll be in really, really good shape. Definitely. Well, I want to thank all of you for joining us today on the Master's Method podcast and looking forward to you listening to our future Master's Method episodes. If you have any questions, need support or guidance, please do not hesitate to contact us through our website at zissergroup.com or send us an email at solutions at zissergroup.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And until next time, thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.